Sup, guys? Welcome back to Jay's Fifth Down the Football Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, as always, Jaden. And uh, we have some great things in store for you today on the podcast. Going to recap Monday Night Football action between the Packers and the Rams. And kind of a crazy week 15 as we are almost done with this 2022 NFL season, which is crazy to say. It's gone by pretty fast. Um, and we're about to head into postseason play here in a couple weeks. You know, Christmas coming up, very big games this weekend as well, as far as playoff implications and seedings and all those things. So we'll talk about that. But first off, just make sure you guys check us out here on YouTube. Subscribe, share with your friends, comment, uh, post. We're, we're here all the time. Also on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts and TikTok as well. You can find us there. And on Instagram, too. Uh, we are there on those social media platforms. So check us out there. Uh, Monday Night Football action between the Packers and the Rams. Rams come in, of course, at 4-9, and nine, desperately needing a win here to stay alive in the playoff race. They could not get it, uh, unfortunately, for Rams fans. Uh, and the Packers did get the win. Uh, they won 24-12. You know, I mean, not a big uh offensive output game between either team just one of those kind of grinding you know uh type of cold weather games that you probably have up in green bay around this time of the year you know it's pretty cold i think they say it was like around 20 20s in the, um you know at kickoff so uh yeah very cold weather game and you know spent a lot of pounding the football um you know and that's what the packers pretty much did you know uh, aaron jones finished with 17 carries 90 yards no touchdowns. However, A.J. Dillon led the way uh, on the ground as far as touchdowns was concerned. He scored two touchdowns, uh, both in the red zone, um, just bowling his way into the end zone to score against that Rams defense. I was missing Aaron Donald on, on the interior there, so uh, they did not have him for that contest against Green Bay last night, but they did have uh, Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, all those guys as well on the defense. And the Packers pretty much did what they wanted to through the air, on the ground, and the uh, L.A. had no answer for it. So, you know, just watching that game last night, it made me think, like, okay, um, you know, the Rams obviously dealing with a lot of injuries this year. Cooper Cup's been hurt, you know, and Matthew Stafford with the uh, concussion protocol, you know, all those things of that nature. And then, and then you, you're at the point where you really need this win. You know, you need to get in here, come up to Green Bay, get this win, and stay alive in the NFC playoff race, and they couldn't get it done. Baker Mayfield couldn't get it done. He did, however, finish 12 of 21, 111 yards, a touchdown, and uh, one interception. So not a horrible game for Baker, but uh, it wasn't that good either. He missed a lot of open throws, um, you know, just uh, didn't look uh, all that well in the game, but, uh, you know, didn't look horrible either. So, I mean, obviously, it just was a game where, uh, you know, the Rams really couldn't get anything going offensively that they wanted to. And you, when you miss guys like Cup out there on the field, it's hard to, uh, you know, just get the ball into some one of your receivers' hands consistently and just kind of, you know, just be that game changer. And uh, because that's what Cooper Cup is for the Rams. He is a game changer. He's a guy that's going to just completely alter, um, you know, the whole flow of the game. So, they didn't have him out there, and they have been officially eliminated from playoff contention. So, so now future look is this lies ahead for Sean McVay and his crew as they look ahead there. Um, for the Packers side of things, Aaron Rodgers finished uh, twenty-two of thirty, two hundred and twenty-nine yards, one touchdown, one pick, as well. So um, again, not stats are gonna blow you away, but he you know uh, did pretty well through the air. Christian Watson had a big game too. Um, just get finding those holes in that Rams defense, and um, you know, his using his speed and his size, um, high point of football, 
and making some good plays. Of course, if you have one play down in the red zone where uh, Rodgers threw him a pass, but he wouldn't he didn't turn around. And, and and so they had a little miscommunication there. And um, they asked Aaron Rodgers about it in the postgame. He said, well, you know, if, if you want to score touchdowns, you got to run the right routes. You know, that's what he said. So, um, you know, but, that, but I mean, obviously Christian Watson has had a tremendous year rookie year and don't and uh he's got a bright future ahead of him as um as a receiver in Green Bay. I think he's gonna be the number one guy, obviously. Um he's he's been phenomenal this year as a rookie. Um, you know, just continuing to grow and improve and, and um strengthen that rapport with Rodgers. So that's just something to um compliment the Packers on. And they had a good game plan. Obviously wanted to run the football. But the big thing that I noticed and that they mentioned this on the broadcast a couple of times was the defense. You know, they've been they they had one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. Um, however, it, they held the Rams to, you know, they had, well, they held Cam Akers to only 65 yards rushing, which is pretty good considering what they had been giving up previously. So uh, you, you could tell, you know, the, uh, the defense was much more disciplined. This game guys were flying to the football, um, you know, they uh, made a couple stops in the backfield, uh, particularly Quay Walker, rookie out of Georgia. He played pretty well last night, you know, and they just let him kind of roam the field, play his game. And he was able to come up with some good stops there. Um, you know, and I, uh, Preston Smith played well off the edge too. So, um, good game plan there for from um, Matt Lafleur and the Packers as they get the win and they move to six and eight. The next three games up for them are the um, Miami Dolphins, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Detroit Lions. So those will be interesting. If Green Bay wins out, of course, um, they can they can make it into the playoffs. Also, we need Seattle to lose at least one of their final three games too. So, a lot of whole. Math, mathematical stuff there, you know, and it, we always do this every year, right? You know, trying to do all the math and figure out who's gonna, who can get into the playoffs, who can't get into the playoffs, and this and that, you know. And well, technically, we're still alive, right? And so that's one of those things there. I mean, you look at it, everybody in, in the NFC South is technically, mathematically still alive to make it into the playoffs. All um, the Falcons, the Saints, and the Panthers all at five and nine. Um, so take with that what you will, but um, you know, it, it was. Again, a very interesting weekend in the NFL. Um, you know, had a few comebacks. Obviously, the Colts and the Vikings, I think the big game everybody was talking about on Saturday, this past Saturday, uh, you know, one of the few Saturday games that we had here in the NFL. And it was uh, very interesting to say the least. Uh, the Indianapolis played a great game defensively, special teams-wise. They were making plays, you know, um, driving down the field, you know, and, of course, getting into the end zone, scoring points. Um, it got to a 33 to nothing lead and they blew it. Uh, the Vikings would end up scoring 39 unanswered points and won the game 39 to 33. Just a heartbreaking loss there for Jeff Saturday um, and Matt Ryan and the Colts, as as we all know. So uh, just I mean, you know, you, if you're if you're the Colts, you have to find a way to keep that lead. You know, there, there's no reason you give up that big of a lead. You know, I understand that they, they're missing some players on defense and, you know, of course, Shaquille Leonard not playing. Um, a couple other guys they're missing, and they just don't have all their talent pieces that they want on that side of the football right now. Um, but you still have some decent playmakers. You still got some guys who 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 can play. Um, you know, uh, the Forrest Butler being one of them on the defensive line, Grover Stewart as well on in that interior part of the defensive line there. You know, um, Isaiah Rogers back there in the secondary, Stephon Gilmore as well. So yeah, so you you got some good football players on that defense. Um, so they just have to find a way to to. to to, you know, not let that get away. You can't let leads like that slip away in this league. You know, you can't. You know, it's not it's inexcusable. Um, Jeff Saturday knows it. I'm sure he preached it to his team uh, when they got back, you know, from from, the, um, from Minnesota that you, you can't let games like that happen. You cannot let, you know, leads like that slip away of that magnitude. That's a 33-point lead. 
you know so in, in the perfect world that, that uh, there shouldn't be um you know there's no way that you should, the team should give up that lead but in the perfect world uh teams shouldn't also give up a 25 point lead in the super bowl either but we won't go there um so but yeah like i say um it just it just wasn't a good uh game there for um indianapolis's defense in the second half and i also have to give credit to uh kevin o'connell and the vikings for just continuing to fight back and, and you know and persevere and they found a way to win. The Vikings, what I've noticed this year for Minnesota, is they found a way to win these type of games. You know, they they, they they just come in, they're not playing all that well, you know, um, and, and then they just, they found a way to, to get these close, uh, well, this one wasn't close, but ended up being close in the second half. And they've also had games this year where they've been close and they've still found a way to um, to win these, these football games. And that's been a big thing, especially getting into the playoffs. You have to find ways to win games like that. You know, it's because it, where things aren't going to be in your favor. Some things aren't going to be working for you offensively or defensively. And have a few special teams debacles and, and that aren't going to roll your way. Some turnovers. But can you overcome that? Can you persevere? Can you fight through it? And can you win the football game? Um, and those are the things that you have to, as a coach, as a, as a team, that you have to sit down and, and be able to know that your your guys can go out there and 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 do that when they face adversity, and that's what Minnesota did on Saturday. So I have to commend them on that. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson he went out for an injury uh, early in the game, but he came back in, had a phenomenal um, game as well, and uh, he uh, leads the NFL in receiving yards and receptions. He's got 111 receptions, and also um, is over a thousand yards receiving um, this year. So. Uh, he's been a great this year, as, as we all knew. He's arguably the best receiver in the NFL. I think he is. Um, but, you know, that's up for debate. You guys can talk about that in the comments if you want to. Um, but, but I definitely think Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league. And, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, as these next few weeks wind down, uh, especially here coming up near close to Christmas, um, you know, so – the big thing that's been a story throughout this week is uh, Jalen Hurts. He is on injury report, um, sprained his shoulder against the Bears on Sunday. So the growing consensus is that per Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that he possibly might not play in Saturday's game on Christmas Eve against uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So we're not we're not sure exactly, but Nick Sirianni did not put him on the they did not officially rule him out. You know, um, they said he's he's a fast healer, so we'll see how it goes. Um, that's pretty much what he said there, but we, but um, when we get an update on that, we'll let you guys know here on the podcast. However, so uh, just make sure you're following all of our social media accounts to um, keep up with that. Um, but like I said, I think this this is a, obviously a huge game for both of these teams for the Bear uh, for the uh, Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, the Cowboys coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday that they they gave up and lead themselves, and you know that Prescott in the final seconds of the game turned it over through an interception. Um, and one of the Jaguars defenders picked it off and, and uh, took it for a touchdown in overtime. Um, so, it, it, uh, you know, things like that. And, and, and I've, um, you know, I, I've said this multiple times on this podcast. I'm going to continue to say, and, and, and multiple people I've told this to as well. Um, it, when are we going to sit here and understand that Dak Prescott is not a $40 million quarterback? Um, he's not. That Prescott is very good. I think he's a, a he's a solid quarterback in this league. He's a starting quarterback in this league. But for what the Cowboys are paying him, he's not producing. Um, what 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 that's worth, you know, you got guys like Patrick Mahomes who are making slightly less than him, you know, five, six, seven million dollars less that are going out there and they're taking their teams far into the playoffs each and every season. 
um, you know, shoot, winning the Super Bowl, right? Mahomes in his second year, I mean, in his um, third year, won the Super Bowl. Um, so Dak's been in the league now for six years, and his he's not gotten his team past the um, divisional round. Uh, so if you're at you're at that point now, if you're Dallas, where you're, you're wondering, was is Dak really worth it? Was he worth paying this big contract to? Is he on the top level of these all these other quarterbacks, like Mahomes, um, Brady, uh, Jackson, all these guys? Um, no, he's not. Josh Allen, right? No, that Prescott is not on that level. Um, he's not. You know, he's not. He doesn't win football games. He doesn't win when when he needs to win. When the when he when his team needs him to pull through, make those game winning plays. Um, just taking them far through the postseason, he can't do it. And the Cowboys have a talented roster, uh, very talented roster, both offensively, defensively. However, um, they just tend to, for some reason, they just can't play through the whistle, uh, play through the game, uh, the whole game, you know, um, and they just, they, they, you know. In Jacksonville, I got to give credit to, they fought back. They've been playing really good um, these past couple weeks. And I, I did have this as an upset going into that game on Sunday, and Jacksonville pulled through. They got the win. Trevor Lawrence has been playing good football this year as well. So that's another thing to look into. But honestly, I just think that the, uh, the, the that Prescott is not worth what they're paying him. Zeke Elliott is not either. Um, so basically, all your money is going to those two guys right there. Uh, you know, and at some point, you, you got to make a decision. Like, okay, yeah, we love Dak. He's our guy, but we're not winning. We're not winning when it matters. We're not winning in the postseason. We're not getting past the first round. We're not getting past the wild card. We're not getting past the divisional round. We've not made it to the conference championship game in over 30 years. So at what point do you sit down and evaluate this position, you know, and say, you know what? We've got to figure out something. And at the half-pack position, at the running back position, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is making um, big money, too, for a running back and for a player that has, has regressed um, in, in recently, you know. And uh, so 2016, both Dak and Zeke were rookies that year. They lit it up. They were having a great season. Zeke Elliott was – he led the NFL in rushing yards his rookie season. Um, managed to have a great um, – I think it was his third year. Yeah, his third year was also good as well. But since then, he's just declined and declined and declined. Um, and, and so – and Tony Pollard, who was the backup running back, is playing extremely well. He plays with great bursts. Uh, hits the hole. He's he's he accelerates through the hole. Once he sees it, he's got great vision for a running back. Uh, can catch the ball out the backfield. Just you, I love what I see from him. I think he's going to be one of the best backs in in uh, offseason this year in free agency. And I think a lot of teams will be willing to pay big bucks for him. So if Dallas wants to keep him around, they're going to have to pay him. You know, and Zeke, you you can't you can't pay both of them. You know, and so uh, Jerry Jones and that front office are going to figure out something because that's. It's not going to work, you know, and, and I think at this point, Tony Pollard is your number one back and you just have to roll with him the rest of the way. Um, if you're Dallas, I mean, you're ten, you're what? You're 10 and four. So at this point in the season, so I mean, uh, you, 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 you just have to, you know, I think Tony Power takes the, the reins from here, you know, and brings Zeke in on short yardage situations if you want to in the goal line packages. But other than that, I don't think he's starting running back anymore in this NFL. I really don't. Um, I just don't see it. I, I don't think he is, you know. Um, and then, like I said, moving back to the to the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, they, Jalen Hurts is going to need to uh, play this game um, because the Cowboys, again, they, you know, despite of all that, what we just said, they saw a great defense, great team overall. Um, and Gardner Minshew would be in line to start if Jalen Hurts cannot go. 
Um, so we'll see how, how what ends up happening with that over these next couple of days as we get closer to that Saturday Christmas Eve matchup between uh, Philadelphia and Dallas. Um, Philadelphia at 13-1, and one, best record in the NFL. They've been playing great football this whole year. And what's been the big thing about it is the defense, too. Everybody's talking about the offense. Everybody's talking about Jalen Hurts. He's winning MVP, and he's, he's on that favorite list. Yes, he is. But the big thing I wanted to address was that defense. They lead the NFL in sacks. They got over 50 sacks this year. I believe it's 55 is the correct number, if I'm not mistaken. That's really good. Uh, Hassan Reddick, he's having a great year off the edge. Um, you know, Darius Slay out there at cornerback. He's having a great season, right? So it's, it's, it's just a lot of things working in the core of each other. Nicobe Dean in there in the middle, the rookie from Georgia. You know, he's having a great season. Um, they get George, Jordan Davis back, another bulldog. Um, so on that interior of the defensive line, along with Fletcher Cox um, and those guys. So, I mean, what Philadelphia has done and what um, Howie Roseman has done, building that defense, just building those, getting those solid additions in free agency and through the draft, um, just to build them up and make them a relentless unit has been really impressive. And I've been really impressed by that. I think that they're doing, they've done a great job with that. And on the offensive side of football as well, trading for A.J. Brown from the Titans, bringing him over there, giving Jalen Hurts a top target, which is what he had been missing um, since he took over his starting reigns here in Philly. What really Philadelphia has lacked for quite some time now, for some years, they haven't really had a number one receiver. And now you got A.J. Brown, who is your guy. You can see the big difference that it's made. You know, now you got Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins and A.J. Brown. So those are your three main receivers. That's a great core of receivers. I think one of the best cores in the league um, when you look at it. And so moving forward, that's going to come in handy um, and going into the playoffs because you have to be able to throw the football in the playoffs. Um, you have to be able to throw the football and you have to be able, you know, and, and I think, Philadelphia is in a good spot. And it's and depending on how they finish the season, if they finish with the number one seed, they'll have to buy first week of the playoffs. And then next round, you know, it'll be a good thing for them and home field advantage. So I think, you know, of course, it's big if Jalen Hurts plays this weekend and they get the win over Dallas. And so that's the that's the good thing. The, the, the big uh, picture here that I'm looking forward to as far as that's concerned. Um, but like I say, crazy week uh, in the NFL this year. Uh, crazy week, um, crazy weekend of football, and we got another big weekend of football coming up this uh, this yeah this upcoming weekend as well on Christmas Eve on Saturday. You got a few matchups, and of course on Christmas Day as well. So um, as you gather around your fire and the presents under the tree and all that stuff, um, fo- there will be football on. Uh, I mean, hey, I mean that's can't ask for anything more, right? That that'll make it a great Christmas football. Friends, family, uh, presents, um, dinner, hot chocolate, whatever. Um, and yeah, the NFL is, is is here as always. And we'll keep you updated on everything here on Jay Smith Down. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, so you make sure you guys follow us here on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Check us out there. Thank you guys for watching. This has been another edition of the Jay Smith Down Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden. Thanks for watching.